Okay, if everybody can hear me, just uh, go ahead and maybe give me a little shout out here. Uh, as if you were watching last Friday night, you know I was having a little bit of trouble with uh, my audio. So if you're hearing me, um, just give me a little shout out. I see uh, Bible believing Vato is on there, and Stay Strong is on here, I guess. So I think we can, uh, everybody's hearing me, so there's a little bit of a, a lag, I guess you would say, that I got set up into this thing now. Uh, but hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. This is a, um, I guess you would say a, a special broadcast. I'm, I'm not normally, uh, well, okay, brother, Bible believing Vato can hear me, good. This, I'm not normally on on Wednesday night. Um, I got two small kids, so usually I don't have a lot of time. Um, but I wanted to make a video cause after Friday night and there was a question that was, um, that was posed by a B and W is all I know who it was. Um, they, they posed the question and it was, it was an interesting question where it said, um, well, I'll read it off to you. Jesus Christ. Uh, ba Oh, here it is. It says, um. Yeah, before we get to that, yeah, the question was a great question, and it made me search the scriptures this week, um, and um, made me really pray for the Spirit to teach me, and uh, B&W said, uh, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, but John 1, 1 says the word was God, and also in Genesis, uh, was, is, is past tense, uh, was, is past tense, excuse me, which makes it sound like Jesus isn't God today, can you clarify this? And then uh, Victor quoted 1 Timothy 3.16, and um, which we'll get to here in a moment. But it kind of made me kind of kind of think here, because even though I just want to first publicly say, state something here. My name is Michael D'Angelo. You've checked into this channel before. You've, uh, you've seen me in here before. Um, you, you've known me. If you've uh, watched this a couple times, and yes, it's a surprise stream tonight, Brother JT. But uh, you've, you've watched me a couple times. You know my testimony. I've posted it out there. But uh, this is just going to be a short uh, video taking the challenge brought uh, forth by Brother Brian Denlinger, of course, and answering a question that I just called out on Friday night's podcast. But uh, first and foremost, I, Michael D'Angelo, confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, as it says in 1 John 4. Um, that's unequivocally I confess that, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Um, before we get into some of this stuff, I, I got uh, just a few things, and I'm going to probably just skip over quite a bit. But um, um, if you remember me talking about um, uh, praying for me, I had a medical procedure done on, on Monday um, where that did, I had a scope put down my throat, essentially, and uh, checking on some things that in there. And they didn't see anything that was too concerning, so praise the Lord for that. Um, but I do have to go back next Tuesday to see exactly what it is that's going on. So uh, be, be in prayer for that. All right, so let's get into this because I, I labeled this stream, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh slash God was manifest in the flesh. They, they are not saying the same exact things. And as I was going through more of a study of manifest and, and different things like that, um, it made me look up the word. Okay. So let me, let me read to you what, uh, manifest, um, 
is in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, which, you know, is is a go-to if you want to get cl- as close to the King James English. Um, it's just a help. And of course, the Bible is going to teach, but this is why. You'll see why here in a second. Where it says manifest is plain, open, clearly visible to the eye or obvious to the understanding, apparent, not obscure, or difficult to be seen or understood. And when we see this, it starts to, it started to work something uh, in me, and I, I went through a lot of scriptures, and I'm going to probably skip over quite a bit because I don't, like I said, it's already going on 10 o'clock here on the East Coast, and I got to get up super early in the morning for work, so, but um, if you read, uh, obviously there in First John, um, and then also, yeah, so First John 1, let's just go ahead and start there, because we're right there. First John 1, uh, 1 through 2, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us, shown to us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So we can see right right away manifest is being shown clearly, as it says there, plain, open. Uh, so we're going to get to a few things. Um, let's, so I've been going through Hebrews 9, or in the book of Hebrews, in those things. So let's go over to the book of Hebrews real quick. just want to show something. And then we'll get right into it. Hebrews chapter 9. In verse 8. I have verse 8 through 28. You, you can take this, but um, this is pretty interesting. Uh, you can read all the way down through there. We may read it or not. But this says, The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. Of course, if you've been reading through and uh, watching the studies in Hebrews, you get to see a lot of that stuff there, um, where these things weren't quite made manifest yet. We, we read this about this all the time, where those men of old, and we're going to get to that in First Peter, that's where I want to get to, but uh, read down through Hebrews 9 again, if you've been going through it with me, verses 8 down through 28, talking about Jesus Christ, okay, and... Um, You'll see why this is kind of special. So turn over to 1 Peter chapter 1. Man, this is when I started studying about manifest and because Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. And this brother or sister, I'm not quite sure if B&W is, but uh, um, sometimes if, you, if you're reading, you can get kind of confused, I guess you would say, because it, well, was is a past tense, but... Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. He's not created. He didn't cease to be God. Fully God, fully man, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Um, When he was, when Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, when you saw Melchizedek, he wasn't in that corruptible flesh, though. There's a difference. And we, if you studied through Hebrews uh, 5, 6, and 7, when we talked about Melchizedek, you would go just go back and watch that. But in First Peter chapter one, let's start in verse. 
Let's start in verse 6. Because it's talking about the, um, yeah, verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love him, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And that's true for us, brethren. I mean, we haven't physically seen Jesus Christ, but we have faith. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets, look at this, have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. They prophesied these things, but they could not see it. It was not made manifest yet. God was manifest in the flesh, as we saw there in 1 Timothy 3.16. Shown in the flesh. Uh, Verse 11, searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, remember we were talking about that, about does Jesus Christ have, you know, a different spirit, or is the man Christ Jesus have it? No. The Spirit of Christ, right there it says there in First Peter. Which was in them did signify. Notice that, that when the Holy Spirit spoke, men of old, that's Second uh, Peter 2, I believe. Uh, bu- bu- bu. No, First Peter or Second Peter chapter one verse twenty one. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Who's the Holy Ghost? It's the Spirit of Christ. So it's pretty plain. Um, when it testified before, beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Notice that in Isaiah fifty three. If you turn over to Isaiah fifty three, you know you see the. Um, the the pain and the different things that he would go through, the sufferings of Christ. Isaiah prophesied of those. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you, which the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desired to look into. Now, who was that given to? It was given to the Apostle Paul. And we're going to see that too, that that mystery that was revealed, it was revealed by the Apostle Paul through the power of the Spirit. This is so great. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, let this mind be in you, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And Brother JT, if you're on here still, listen to this. And if ye call on the Father, notice that. If ye call on the Father, that's Romans 10. Who without respect of person judges according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Boy, if people could just break away from the tradition, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, 
but was manifest in these last times for you. So don't get twisted around thinking that, well, is Jesus Christ, uh, did he cease to be God? There was a few other things that this uh, BNW uh, was talking about. Um, just don't get confused out there, brother or sister. And I, again, I don't, I'm, I don't know, but um, don't get confused about the wording of that. Was may mean past tense, but God was manifest in the flesh right here. Um, there's no contradiction in scriptures. Uh, there was a, an old guy that used to say that uh, if you find a contradiction in the scripture, it's time for you to rejoice because it's your opportunity to search the scriptures and and to pray to God and to have him teach you. It's a great opportunity. So if you're confused out there, just keep searching. Keep searching the scriptures, and uh, he will reveal himself as he will. Um, manifest in these last times for you, verse 21, who by him do believe in God that raised up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. That's Hebrews right there, by the way, about the church with a pure heart. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And this is Isaiah 40 and verse 8 coming up here. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by the gospel is preached unto you. So I just wanted to put that out there, that when you know what the word manifest means, it becomes alive. The word of God is, is, is powerful. But we see this mystery um, because it's right there in, in 1 Timothy 3, which I've quoted a couple of times so far. But and, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Now, who was to reveal that mystery? Let me turn my page here. It was revealed by Paul. Turn over to Romans chapter 1. I know I'm kind of rushing through this, but um, Romans chapter 1. Look at this. This is so great as it works through Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians, and 1 Timothy. That's where we're going to be finishing back up on. But Romans chapter 1 and verse 24 through 26. It says here, Where, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, okay, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up into vile affections, for even the women did change the natural use which that against nature. Um. Where is that? Where we were talking about the Godhead before Romans 1. I need to start. Yeah, because speaking of the Godhead, blah, blah, blah. Sorry about this. One second. One second. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of strange that uh, this. I know I was around here, Romans 1, somewhere. Brother Omar says he can barely hear me. I don't understand because I. 
I have this turned up as loud as I possibly can. So if you can barely hear me, Brother Omar, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on here. But, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't start far, far enough back in, in Romans. Um, yeah, verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are cl clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And I just wanted to bring that up because it was talking about manifest in them. For God has showed it. Again, the, remember what the word manifest is. Yeah, I'd, I have it turned up pretty pretty loud. So, okay, cool. Brother Omar's good now. Okay. But turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I don't know why I messed that up. I was getting kind of distracted there. My apologies. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because we see where Paul is man, um, revealing this mystery. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And again in Ephesians 3, this mystery that was made manifest, Ephesians 3, in verse 1 through 7, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, I, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he may known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs in the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. As we can see how special it was when God gave this revelation to the Apostle Paul. And um, that's why reading these Pauline epistles, we can understand these things of old that the men of old couldn't understand. See? Because they're revealed to us now. It was made manifest. It's clearly seen now because of his spirit. Um, and then the last one, Colossians 1. This is, a, this is so good here as well. So just showing that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. By the way, God the Father. Yep. That no man has seen at any time. But Jesus Christ said... If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because the Father is the soul, and the Spirit of Christ wasn't, Jesus Christ's Spirit wasn't some created spirit either. It was the Holy Ghost, as we've already read there in First Peter. So, the Godhead, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, 
That was Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. It's easy because when you start taking things by faith and you start removing the scales of tradition and everything like that, and you just go to God's word, his perfect word, you can see it there. So Colossians 1 in verse 25. Yeah. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, which has been hid from the ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known, make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. There's no chapter breaks here. This is one all letter, so keep reading. For it says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, there it is again, and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And go back to the study on um, Jesus teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead, and you'll understand what that dwelleth has to do with a lot of that stuff. Like I've said to you, brethren, before, and those that will be watching this video at some time, there is no coincidences in the Bible. It's God-inspired, God-preserved, God-breathed. And there's no coincidences. Dwelleth. Which ends us back in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to kind of close it up here. I got so much more that I wanted to bring out, but I just wanted to quickly just kind of address that point. And uh, Brother JT is asking, ask yourself why the new versions remove God in 1 Timothy 3.16. They don't want us to know that it is the Father who dwells in the body, Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't want us to know a lot of stuff in those new versions. That's why you should just, uh, if you're a babe in Christ and you're newly saved, go get you a King James Version. And um, there's a lot of different brothers on here that have a lot more knowledge in the whole history behind the King James and all these other kinds of stuff. But um, all I know is that uh, I take it by faith um, because all these other versions, every time you try to like pick one up, it's there's no spirit in them, okay? They're man's creations. But the let's finish up with that verse then, uh, Brother JT, verse Timothy 3 and verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, 
received up into glory. So I just wanted to kind of bring that out. What is the difference between the two verses? First John 4 and verse 1 through 3 says what it says, and it's absolutely biblical to say exactly that. Okay? There's nothing wrong with saying that. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and now already is it in the world. Um, there's a lot more stuff that I want to come out with a lot of more of this later on. But uh, again, I just wanted to do a quick, as quick as I possibly could, um, study of this. I I don't know why it's a uh, it's a it's a such a controversy. But um, I like that part um, where it talks about calling the Father there in First in First Peter, by the way. And that uh, I think it's in Isaiah where it says it makes a soul an offering for sin. And um, some of the confusion that's behind that. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things that are made an offering for sin, like the scapegoat that wasn't actually spilled any blood. But that's just an, another thing. I haven't completely vetted all that out either. But uh, anywho, that's a, a quick... It's under 30 minutes here, and I wanted to just get on here and say that. I wanted to say that publicly, um, and I wanted to confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. I wanted to do that as a, as a video, and I also wanted to talk about manifest. Do a word study on manifest, manifested, and all that kind of stuff, and just see where God takes you and leads you in that study. It's awesome. And like I said, I, I had so much more that I could have came out with, and uh, maybe I will uh, a little bit later on. But I just wanted to get out there with the brethren. It's good to see those that um, jumped on here real quick. Um, I know it's kind of strange on a Wednesday night that I'm getting on here. I still will be on uh, this Friday night, uh, which is the 30th? Yeah. Tomorrow's the 20th. Yeah. So I'll still be on here on the 30th, um, Friday night. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and um, I'll be missing my brother JT. It won't be the same just being on here, um, but uh, hopefully he, you'll be able to join me, brother. And um, it's good to see Brother Omar on here, and um, Bible-believing Vato. <laughs> I, I, love, I love every time I see that when I see him in these, uh, um, in these chats and stuff like that. Bible-believing Vato. I have to say it exactly like that too, by the way. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, brother JT, that you praise the Lord. I'll have to check into that study, bro. Take care and thanks for taking the time to do this. Yeah, I wanted to do this a couple nights ago, and uh, just it just didn't work itself out um, time wise. But uh, man, just studying more and more into this, and I want to talk about this made manifest because Paul is the reason why these things were made manifest. Now, God mani was manifest in the flesh, but as we saw there in the uh, dictionary term of that, it just was made clear, so clear by his spirit when he gave it to the Apostle Paul to give to us. What a great time to be alive 
Um, because if you go back through the prophets of old that were trying to diligently seek all this stuff and they were just prophesying these things, do you imagine not having the revealed mystery? Um, they were just prophesying what the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ told them to do and uh, not getting to see that. But they one day they did when Jesus Christ went to paradise and preached and led captive, captive or captivity captive. And uh, emptied out Abraham's bosom at that time. So, anywho. Well, I love you guys. Um, it's not often that I'm going to do these live streams and stuff like that, but I figure it's probably the fastest way. Um, hopefully, this audio thing is starting to get kind of worked out. I think what happened, Brother JT, is that... Um, I think what happened was is that my audio that I'm taking out of my other computer that's over here... Um, that you were streaming into was loud in my ears, but it wasn't loud into YouTube. And my recording, which is right here um, in my laptop, I was super loud and you were not. And so it was it was kind of crazy the way it kind of all worked itself out. But uh, anyways, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com for the Let's, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. You can also find it on Apple Podcast, iHeart Radio Podcast under the same name. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people on the Facebook ministry page, so that's been cool. Um, let this mind be in you ministries on Facebook. And then LTMBIY at yahoo.com if you want to you want to email me. And I'll be seeing you, brethren, later. Love you in the Lord. And as I always admonish you guys and admonish myself from the word of God, walk worthy the vocation wherewith you are called, okay? Be ministers of reconciliation. Be good ambassadors this, the rest of this week. And um, and let me hear from you. Um, send me some notes of encouragement, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, Brother Omar, thank you very much, brother. Praise the Lord. It's always good to hear the word. Amen on that. And um, so anyways, that's it. That's going to be it for tonight. And uh, I'll be seeing you guys Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, here back on the channel. Thank you.